How can we as healthcare practitioners move from just providing disease management to providing true healthcare? That is the question, and this is the answer. Welcome to Reinvent Healthcare, the podcast that helps you grow your practice and expand your skills as a practitioner. I'm Dr. Rita Marie Loscalzo. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Reinvent Healthcare, the podcast for health professionals and wellness-minded individuals who are passionate about transforming our broken disease management system into a true healthcare system. So before we get into the process for controlling hormones, let's just start with a little replay on what hormones are. So endocrinology is the study of hormones, and as health professionals, we know that. But most people don't really understand the broad scope of what hormones are and what endocrinology actually covers. They think about the bedroom. They think about having babies. They think about maybe thyroid or maybe even diabetes as being something that you would see an endocrinologist for or somebody who studies hormones. But we know as health professionals that it's so much more. So as a professional, we need to be able to explain to people that hormones are actually messenger molecules. They're the messengers of life. They carry signals from one part of the body to the other, and they travel through the bloodstream to do that. What they control is not just about the bedroom and the, and the babies. It's not just about thyroid and diabetes. It's really about everything. Digestion, the immune system, the heart, the kidneys, the lungs, even skin. All of these things and more are controlled by hormones. So what's the big deal about hormones? Why is endocrinology just like considered another branch of medicine like, I don't know, neurology or gastroenterology? Because people don't understand the broad reach and the scope of endocrinology. Endocrinology, the endocrine system is actually the master controller of the body. Because we may say the brain is the master controller or the heart because it has to be, and that's absolutely true. But hormones control the functioning of those things. So if we can be in charge of hormone function, if we can understand how the hormones function and we can elaborate that to our clients and our patients, and we can help them in making daily choices that get the best outcome for their hormones, then we can help them with even the most challenging cases that are gonna come across our way. I talk about nutritional endocrinology a lot. In fact, I train practitioners in nutritional endocrinology and people love that I do that. They love that we work at the hormones and it's usually a big eye-opener in module one when they learn about all the hormones and they get these long charts and they learn about hormone families and interrelationships between hormones. It's a big deal. And when we don't understand that as practitioners or as owners of this body, when we don't understand how it all works together, we can't help people. We can't help the body function to return to normal. So nutritional endocrinology, I look at it as the interaction between the things that can nourish us from out there and how we function inside. It's not just about food because food isn't the only thing. It's not just about nutrients or isolated nutrients or herbs. It's about everything that interacts with the body. Everything that enters the body gets on the body, in the body, through the ears, through the hearing mechanism. So our thoughts, listening to the news, 
Those are all things that affect the endocrine system. And that's all things that either nourish the body or counter-nourish the body, right? They hurt the body, right? We know that with food, there's toxins in the air and the water and the food supply that we want to avoid. So we, we encourage people to buy organic and non-GMO and avoid additives and preservatives and all that. All that's well and good. But it's the other things, too, that we have to be able to explain to people how it affects the body, right? If people are just glued to the news all the time, right? Turning on the computer, turning on Facebook, turning on the TV, the radio, whatever. The news could be one of the most toxic things to the body. And that nutrition or anti-nutrition that it supplies can throw the body into a state of stress panic and overwhelm and in elicit responses from the adrenal glands, from the pituitary, from the hypothalamus to get us into high stress alert, to get us into what I call the sympathetic dominant mode that hurts us. So we have to be able to help people and to make choices that balance the things that come in, that balance the nutrients or anti-nutrients that come in through the food, the water, the air, the news, like I said, relationships. We have toxic relationships sometimes and the environment. These are just some of the things that affect the hormones and the things that we can control as practitioners that we can guide people on making the best choices. And as owners of these bodies, we can make the best choices. We all have to do our part in making those choices. So how do hormones play a critical part? Hormones are generally the, the endocrine hormones, are hormones that are produced in one part of the body into the bloodstream and travel around. So the thyroid, for example, right? The thyroid gland secretes hormones that travel around to every cell in the body to control the metabolic rate. The pancreas secretes insulin, which is a hormone that helps to escort the glucose from the food that we eat into the cells and out of the bloodstream. Hormone, right? Secreted in the pancreas, but affects every cell throughout the body. So there's a lots of things that can go wrong in the endocrine system. There's a lot of things that can cause people to be out of balance and not have the energy they need, not have their glucose regulation be where it needs to be, not have their immune system be where it needs to be. All those things that can go wrong, we need to be able to address. It's not just about a gland which is located in one part of the body, secreting the right amount of that hormone. That gland might be secreting a perfect amount of that hormone, but there's all kinds of metabolic processes that happen once the hormone is secreted. Conversions, for example. So thyroid is an example. The thyroid produces mostly T4, and it's you know uh, four iodines combined with a tyrosine molecule, and that's what helps to control the metabolic rate of every cell. So if the thyroid could be perfectly functioning and producing enough T4, but in order to be activated and utilized in the tissues, that T4 has to be converted to T3. So that's a metabolic process. Then that T3 has to make its way into the cells. And that's where we have receptors. And then once it's in the cell, it has to be able to do its thing. And we have to have the right nutrition in the environment and lack of toxicity in order for that to work properly. So as you can see, just with using thyroid as an example, it's not just about how much the thyroid produces. 
We can't just say, oh, the thyroid isn't producing enough or we have symptoms of low thyroid. Let's just give the body more T4. It might be producing just enough. And you check out some of our other episodes where we talk about how do you test to see where that's going wrong, right? But you see that the hormone has to be secreted. So we have to have good intact functioning of that gland, right? The thyroid to produce thyroid hormone, the adrenal to produce cortisol, the thymus to produce some of the things related to the immune system, the kidneys to produce what they need to regulate the toxins and the water. There's all kinds of hormones. I have a chart and I fit as many as I could on this chart with word hormones in the middle and it goes out and out and out. There's hundreds of them. There's not just the four or five that we think about in daily life. In fact, even the digestive tract. The digestive tract, you would think, oh, that we're going to secrete the hormones right into the digestive tract. And actually, in the digestive tract, there's like 27, 28 hormones that I know about. There may be more than that. And they all get secreted into the bloodstream and find their way to other parts of the digestive tract or find their way to other glands. So for example, food's coming, glucose is coming, let's get give the pancreas a little head start. So the, all of these things are important. And when you understand how these all work together and you understand how the effect of functioning of the digestion and the heart and the kidneys and all, you can help people to solve their health problems at a much deeper level than if you don't understand how the endocrinology works. And that's why I focus on teaching people the endocrine system because it's just such a, a, an important piece. A lot of the things you see in practice, a lot of the, the encounters, the, the difficult problems that we see, obesity, we think, oh yeah, obesity, they're just a matter of them eating too much. Or, oh, you may have a hormone imbalance that might be the thyroid. But no, there's a whole bunch of hormones that control appetite, right? So we have to be able to look at what those hormones are. And we have a really cool chart. If you check the show notes page, we'll put a link to where you can get this chart that I put together that shows you where a lot of these hormones come from in the digestive tract and related to appetite. Like adiponectin, for example, very few people are talking about adiponectin. More and more people are talking about ghrelin and leptin and some of those. But there's a whole bunch more. We have a whole little program, a video with a slide deck on the endocrinology of appetite. In fact, if you check the show notes page, we'll give you a link and show you how you can get access to that. Super important and valuable to know how you can help people through their nutrition, through their lifestyle, through their exposures, through specific herbs and foods to control their appetite. Because obesity is a big problem. And it's not just about somebody standing at the refrigerator eating all day. And if it is that they're eating it all day, it may have to do with their hormones being out of whack and they can't control the appetite. So these are all things that get controlled by hormones, by the endocrine system, and why I think it's really important for all practitioners to understand the concepts of nutritional endocrinology. In addition to obesity, common problem you're going to see is exhaustion, fatigue, right? And it's not just a matter of they have chronic fatigue syndrome, which is a wastebasket diagnosis anyway. It's what's causing the low energy. Is it toxicity affecting the mitochondria? Uh, is the thyroid not working properly? Is the insulin and glucagon balance off? Are there too many toxins and the liver can't handle it? What's causing that? And knowing and understanding nutritional endocrinology can help you to get there. So when, when I look at what, what do I do, you know, what do I do in practice? I've been in practice for over 30 years. And how do I help people? 
It's by helping them to control their endocrine system using nutrition and choices. The good news is people have choice. And that's what people want to know. They don't want the whole, I just need to rely on a doctor to give me a medicine. And a lot of folks even go, oh, we're not going to do medications, synthetic medications. We're going to do natural things. But it's still that one-to-one disease to approach. No, we have to look at balancing the entire system. It's very, very important. So if we have somebody who is eating, let's just say some healthy food, what they think is a healthy diet, right? They're eating fresh fruits, they're eating whole grains, and but they still can't get rid of the extra weight or they're feeling exhausted. We have to look at what's going on in the endocrine part of their system. What's going on with their insulin and glucagon, and the, the um, hormones that control sugar uptake. Some people especially if they have genetics, I'm one of them, cannot eat a lot of the freshest food, the freshest fruit in the world, but can't eat it because it causes blood sugar fluctuations, right? So these are all things for you to learn about and keep take into consideration when you're trying to help people with chronic conditions. So stress management is super important. I talked about that earlier in terms of sympathetic overload. When the sympathetic nervous system is the dominant one, the fight flight, we can't heal. And we can teach people how to control that. And when we can teach people meditation techniques, heart math techniques, tapping techniques, whatever your favorite one is, whatever they're going to be able to do, and they can get their sympathetic and parasympathetic balanced, wow, they're going to get so much relief from many of their healthy, their chronic conditions. Is that part of endocrinology, nutritional endocrinology? Absolutely. It's using an outside effect on the body. Stress can be helpful and stress can be hurtful. So we get to balance that stress to help people balance their endocrine system, then balance their nervous system, and then balance their immune system and balance all of it to create lasting and satisfying health without the side effects of all the medications or surgeries or whatnot. So nutritional endocrinology, it's a phenomenal tool for solving complex health challenges, autoimmune conditions, for digestive complaints, for energy issues, for reproductive issues, all of the above. We need to understand the premises of nutritional endocrinology. And I've been doing this and I named it nutritional endocrinology and a nutritional endocrinology method as I thought about what what was I really doing? What am I doing with people that's helping people get well when they haven't been getting well after you know dozens of years sometimes? And we can address this from a nutritional standpoint. So we have the power as health practitioners to take charge of this. We have the power to help people get this under control. We have the power to educate ourselves and then our clients and our patients so that they make day-to-day choices that affects their endocrine system in positive ways and thus creates lasting health. So for more in-depth information about all of this, I recommend you just go out to our website at ianymethod.com. Check the show notes pages. I've put some resources in there to help you you know, get started or move along in your study of nutritional endocrinology and how it can help your patients and clients. So I 
want us to be the band, the, the missionaries that are out there trying to change this broken system so people get the true health care that they deserve. And until next time, shine on. Thanks for listening to Reinvent Healthcare. We are part of the movement to change healthcare for the better. If you liked this episode, leave a rating and a review. And for more resources to support you in growing a thriving and fulfilling practice, visit our website at inemethod.com.